Today on Empowering Midlife Wellness, I'm talking about testosterone replacement for men. Because what happens so often is that when we feel better, our partners or husbands come in and say, I need some of what she has. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. A really fun thing that happens in my office so regularly is that once we've got one of our female patients' hormones balanced, sure enough, a few weeks later, her husband or partner gives me a call and says, I need some of what she has because now I can't keep up, which is such a cool, exciting thing. We have better sex drive, we've got better vaginal moisture, we've got more blood flow to the clitoris so our orgasms are better, maybe we're losing weight so we feel better about our body, we're sleeping better so we've got more energy. So you can imagine we're initiating sex more often and perhaps in the background our male partners have been suffering their own version of decline. They may be feeling more tired, they may be gaining weight, their sex drive's going down as well. They might be having some erectile dysfunction. All of the same things that we experience a little bit differently. Now to be clear, guys don't have menopause, that's not really a thing. Now for women, our estrogen drops abruptly to zero and men don't have that with their testosterone, but it does decline slowly over time and it certainly can become quite symptomatic even in the 40s, but certainly in the 50s and older. So let's talk about hormone replacement for men for a little bit. Now, I know men are not my primary audience, so ladies, you may want to share this with your male partners if you have one, because it's really important information. If we're not on the same page, hormonally, sexually, our intimacy is going to suffer. And while it might work perfectly well, although it's not ideal, if neither one of us wants to have sex, now if one of us does and the other doesn't, things get a little bit wonky. And it's not just about sex, of course, it's about all the other things that go along with having a good sex drive. So let's just assume you're a guy in the common age group that I see, maybe 50 to 65, but certainly a lot of range outside of that as well. The first thing that we're gonna do is check a whole battery of labs, including your testosterone. But we do the same lab work that we do for women with a few different caveats. We're gonna check a complete wellness panel, your lipid panel, complete blood count, check your kidney and liver function. We're gonna check your vitamin status. Of course, we're gonna check your testosterone. We also check estradiol, which is interesting. Perhaps you may not think guys have estrogen, but they do. Now, men don't primarily make estrogen, but it is converted from testosterone. So a fun fact is that a guy in his mid-50s is going to have an estrogen level that's very similar to the ideal estrogen level for a woman in her mid-50s, around about 50 to 100. So we both have estrogen. We're also gonna to check to make sure you're not diabetic and that you don't have any prediabetes or insulin resistance. We're gonna check your thyroid in detail. So all of that is really important because just like women, we wanna look at you holistically. But let's focus in on the testosterone for a minute. Now you may be in a situation where you've been to your primary care doctor, maybe you've asked them to check your testosterone and they've said, well, you're fine, it's normal. And if that's the case, I would just suggest that you look at that number a little bit more closely because as we've discussed before, normal is not always optimal. Remember the ranges that the labs give are often age specific. So for example, if you're a 55 year old guy and your testosterone is let's just say 350, which would be very normal, that is a whole lot lower than it used to be when you were 30. It's probably only about 30% of what it was when you were 30. Typically at our peak, 
guys have testosterone around a thousand you know 800 to 1200 something in that range and then it slowly declines now at 55 a testosterone of 350 might be completely average for being 55 but it's not optimal because I promise you we feel a whole lot better when our testosterone is as high as it was when we were younger so don't believe it's normal unless you look at the number. Now, a little word on testosterone. We do check what's called total testosterone, which is the number that I mentioned. And then we also check free testosterone. And what's the difference? Well, testosterone, just like other hormones, is partly bound to protein. And so in that way, it's not available for use in our body. So we want to check the free testosterone. That's the amount that's not bound to protein, just to make sure that we're not in a situation where somebody might have a very high sex hormone binding globulin, that's the particular protein that binds testosterone. And in that case, that guy might have a testosterone that looks better than it actually is because not so much of it's free. In any case, you get the picture. We're gonna be checking that very carefully. Now, let's just say in this example, you're coming into my office, we've checked all your labs, everything looks good. We're also gonna check a prostate screening antigen. I forgot to mention that one. Now, not because testosterone causes prostate cancer, because it does not. However, there is some argument out there that it may accelerate the growth of an existing prostate cancer. So we just wanna rule that out before we give you testosterone, just like we get a mammogram before we give women estrogen, not because estrogen causes breast cancer, but because it could accelerate the growth of an existing breast cancer. So we throw that one in there too. So now all your labs are normal, but your testosterone is average. Let's just say it's 350. I'm just making up a number that's quite common. Well, then I'm going to talk to you about options for testosterone replacement. And there are quite a few of them for guys. Now, if you go to your regular pharmacy, you can get a prescription for a testosterone patch. It's a big sticky thing that you stick on your arm, your tummy, I don't have one single guy, not even one, who has tried that and has continued on it because it's just a pain. It comes off, you don't want to touch your wife, <laughs> you don't want to touch the kids. It's sticky and messy, you've got to change it, and the absorption is very variable. I've seen guys with a patch who had pretty high testosterone and others that were barely absorbing any, so it's just not very reliable. Similarly, you can get creams, same problem. It's messy, it's sticky, it's not very reliable absorption. Yes, those are out there, uh, not my favorite, just say. So then we're left with injections or pellets. So I'm not even including taking testosterone by mouth because we do not want to take testosterone by mouth. That has been shown to upset the liver. It can even increase liver enzymes as well as lipids that are bad for your heart. And so just as a sidetrack note there, if you hear from any doctors that testosterone increases the risk of heart disease, that is because that was true when it was given by mouth. So if you don't take it by mouth, that is not the case. Now, just like with estrogen, a lot of things got miscommunicated. And sometimes doctors just remember one sentence that they were taught in med school because it was ingrained into our mind, perhaps. They learned this sentence, which is, testosterone causes heart disease and they didn't learn the second part which is if you take it by mouth so just remember it's safe if you don't take it by mouth so coming back to some other non-oral options testosterone injections are a valid option but 
again, kind of a pain in the neck. You've got to do them every week, sometimes every two weeks, depending on the preparation. It's a sticky oil, so it goes through a big needle into the muscle of your bottom. This is not a small needle uh, done under the skin. It's, it's quite a, a hefty injection, so to speak. You have to do it yourself, so you need to be very comfortable with needles and injections. And another thing about it is that it does not stay stable. You're going to get a very high level after about two days, and then it's going to peak, and then it's going to drop off. So there's an up and down effect, which is often perceived as a weekly kind of moodiness or a weekly lack of energy. And this is a true story. I I asked one of my colleagues who does injections, why is it that you recommend giving the injections on Thursdays? And he said, well, that's because they're gonna feel really great over the weekend and then they're gonna feel kind of crappy on Tuesday and Wednesday, but who cares about that because those are not very important days. <laughs> and so I thought, well, wouldn't it be better to feel good every day? And so it's hard to achieve that with injections just to say it gets very high and then it gets quite low and then you give yourself another shot. But hey, that is an option that works for some people. Um, I would rather have a stable level all the time if I could achieve that, and we can with hormone pellets. So before I talk about hormone pellets, another little caveat about injections is that they are not bioidentical testosterone. In general, they're either a testosterone cyprianate or a testosterone propionate, which is a lot of long words to say they're not bioidentical, so they still have to go through the washing machine of your liver to be cleaned up and to be made bioavailable to your cells. So ironically, even though you're not taking it by mouth, it still can take a hit on your liver, and patients getting injections have to have their liver enzymes checked regularly because sometimes their liver starts to get sick, and I don't think that sounds like a great idea. But it does work for many patients, so it's a viable option. So we've got patches, we've got creams and gels, we've got injections, and then let's talk about pellets because you all know that's my favorite option. I have pellets in my body. In my opinion, that's a very viable option and it has a lot of benefits. So testosterone replacement for men, obviously the dosing is completely different than for women. Just for example, my testosterone pellet has 100 milligrams of testosterone in it, whereas a guy in that scenario around my age with a testosterone of, say, 350 might get 2,000 milligrams, so 20 times more than me. Again, if you're heavier, because it is weight-based, you might get 2,400 milligrams, so dramatically more, because I do not want my testosterone level to be 1,000. Guys want their testosterone level to be about a thousand. I like mine to be around 100 or 150, so completely different dosing. Again, it's based on weight, age, and your starting level of testosterone. And with those three factors, we calculate how much would be ideal for you. So it is customizable in that way. So let's just say, in this example, we've calculated that 2,000 milligrams is going to be a good dose for you to get in pellets. Well, testosterone pellets come in 200 milligram increments. So you can do some easy math. That means you would need 10 of them. Now, putting 10 testosterone pellets into your body is a lot of stuff. And so we don't want it to be lumpy. We don't want you to be able to feel it. Remember, it goes about a centimeter, half an inch underneath the skin. So it has to be spread out. Now, I'm gonna show you in this picture my favorite place to put it, right above the waist, in that little love handle that most of us have. So this very thin fit 
gentleman who's in his late 50s in this picture has just a little bit of a love handle right here which is a really good place to go for a couple of reasons one is that if we put it in the bottom which is another option guys don't usually have much fat on their bottom especially as we get older and it can feel a bit lumpy it's also more irritable when you're sitting down it's just a place that gets more touch and action isn't it but right above the waist there very little action happens it's a soft spot that we don't touch much so in my patients the guys who've transitioned from getting it in their bottom which is what we used to do to going above the waist a hundred percent of the time have said it's much better above the waist so we're going to go right in that little spot now again the placement is very similar to women in that we numb the whole area can't feel a thing and then a tiny little incision just a few millimeters in size is made in order to place the introducer i'll show you in this picture what the introducer looks like might look a little scary but the good news is you cannot see it because you're facing away and of course you can't feel it either and then you can see in that picture also what the individual pellets look like now in this scenario i would be putting say three in one area three in a different area and maybe four in a different area but all going through that same tiny little poke mark now I'll show you in this other picture what that little poke mark looks like after it's healed you can barely even see it so now you've got ton 200 milligram pellets under your skin in the fat that's 2,000 milligrams total so what happens is the levels rise slowly of course they're time released rises slowly over two to four weeks so usually in about a month we've reached that steady state point now we wait about six weeks just to let everything settle in and then we're going to check your level again and hopefully it's in the 800 to 1200 mark now the good part about hormone replacement for men is that if it's a little higher it's going to be perfectly fine you are not going to have any problems if your testosterone is a little bit higher now if it's a little bit lower than that we might recommend that you come in and get an extra pellet or at least the next go round we may recommend increasing a little bit but generally we can get it just right because it is customized for you now what are the problems that can occur with pellet placement because that almost sounds too good to be true doesn't it I forgot to mention it lasts about five to six months so you only have to go through this a couple of times a year which is a lot better than a weekly injection in my opinion plus the levels are stable over time but let's go back to potential problems well it is a procedure sometimes we see a little bleeding there but we put some ice on it once in a while we'll get a little bruising in the area but we've got some really good techniques to avoid that too minor discomfort at the incision site for a few days really not a big deal now you can even work out the next day it's just not a big procedure you can drive yourself home the whole thing takes about five minutes so there may be just some local irritation and worst case scenario a little bruising but again that's very unusual the big problem that can occur with pellet placement is called pellet extrusion which is where one or more of the pellets actually find their way out through that incision and that is a reaction of your body's very clever immune system recognizing that this is some kind of foreign substance that it wants to get rid of now that happens very rarely because this is incredibly inert stuff there's nothing in there except a benign powder called ethyl cellulose which is a benign powder used in packing of many other pills and substances that you take all the time and then the bioidentical testosterone but one of the great innovations that we've been using lately is that these 200 milligram pellets now can include a very 
minuscule amount of a steroid called triamcinolone. Now, steroids sound scary, but they're just simply anti-inflammatories. And in this minuscule dose, they don't even get into your bloodstream. So even if you're diabetic, does not raise your blood sugar. The tiny, tiny bit of steroid just reduces local inflammation. And so you don't get swelling, you don't get redness, very, very unlikely you get extrusion. And so since we've switched to using the pellets with the tiny bit of steroid in them, so far we've had no extrusions. Now in bigger studies involving the whole country, the extrusion rate has been very close to zero. So in case you are a patient who's had pellets done previously and you've experienced either tons of inflammation or even extrusion, I would suggest asking for the kind that has the little bit of triamcinolone in it. It is totally a game changer. In fact, I've had patients who have, maybe they haven't had an extrusion, but they've had just some redness and swelling that went on for a few weeks after placement. They got these new ones and they went home and had absolutely nothing. So it's a really great innovation. And of course, we're seeing innovations all the time in hormone replacement. So I'm going to show you this other picture afterwards. If you're standing up, there's a clear cover that we put over that tiny mark. It heals in three days, so you can leave that on for three days. You can exercise, you can take a shower, you can just go about your normal business. Take that off in three days and it'll be completely healed with that tiny scar that I showed you previously. And then you're good to go for five to six months. So what can you expect if you have this done? Well, if your testosterone was say three to 400 or even lower, uh, many of our patients have testosterone below 200, but let's just say you're in that average ballpark range. Most likely, most patients by far have an increase in energy. They have better sleep. Because they have more energy, they're able to work out more. When they work out more, they're able to gain more muscle. You feel more motivated, so you're able to stick to whatever plan it is that you know is more healthy, maybe eating more healthy, working out more. Your sexual function will very likely improve. Your libido will go up. Very often, erectile dysfunction improves. Now, that might need additional treatment, but it's really going to improve when your testosterone is elevated. You will not have hair loss. You will not have heart disease. You will not have any other complications. This is a natural hormone you've had in your body your whole life. And arguably decline in testosterone is one of the things that we experience with aging that causes us to age more quickly. So there's a lot of emerging data that not only is it not harmful, but it's actually beneficial. It can reduce the risk of heart disease and might even make you live longer. We don't have data to support that yet, but certainly it's coming. So testosterone for men, I think of it as a no-brainer. If we're getting older, Hey, unless you're that one patient I've ever had, and I have had one guy who was 60 and had a spontaneous testosterone level of 800, but he was a very rare individual. Almost everybody has low testosterone, and it doesn't mean anything wrong with you. It just means that you're normal because we all have it. So I hope you learned something today. If you did, don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends, and yes, we do treatment as well because this hormone thing affects the whole family, doesn't it? I can't wait to see you next week.